I'm Dave Champion. I have long said that I believe Americans need, I don't know, one, two, three semesters of something called introduction to law when they're in high school so that they understand how the law operates, what it means, uh, the gamesmanship that's played within law, because our freedoms are circumscribed by the law. I mean, it's very, very rare that our freedoms are oppressed or suppressed without there being law involved. So we say we're a free people, but then the vast majority of people have no clue what law is about, how it operates, what it does, and so forth, uh, which makes it really challenging, in my opinion, makes it really challenging to actually be a free people. Uh, there's a specific area where people are ignorant of law that has come uh, to my attention in particular. I mean, I, I've been aware of the subject matter for decades, but as far as it being a problem, it has come to light with the allegations of election fraud, and most specifically the people who are, I'll call them Trump loyalists, the things that they say about affidavits. I'm sure the vast majority of people in America believe if you say something in an affidavit and you sign it under penalty of perjury, voila, there you have it, done deal. It's, it's true because you said it. Okay, so that's not remotely how affidavits work, although I think the average person believes that. The name affidavit is not the complete name of the document. In law, it's known as an affidavit of fact. What was that last word? Fact. That's right. It's not an affidavit of supposition, not an affidavit of innuendo, not an affidavit of guesswork, not an affidavit of suspicion, not an affidavit of hearsay. Okay, none of those things. So the, the reason I say that is just because somebody writes something down in an affidavit does not mean it's actually a part of the affidavit. Let me give you a kind of a silly example. Uh, let's say we agreed that we're going to, together, we're going to build a boat, okay? And I'm gonna manage this boat building process. So you show up with what you believe is the correct uh, material with which to build a boat. And here's what you show up with, okay? So we all know that's not something with which you use to build a boat, right? Okay, so when I mention supposition, innuendo, guesswork, suspicion, and hearsay, those things are not part of an affidavit of fact, okay? So you can write stuff out that's innuendo. You can write stuff out in your that's suspicion, which you imagine is so, if in the way you connect the dots, this has got to be the conclusion. <laughs> A lawyer or a judge who's reading the affidavit, okay, will go like, okay, point one, all right, point two, no, point three, no, point four, nope, point five, mm, okay, point six, nope, okay. We don't build a boat with bowling balls, and we don't create an affidavit of fact with hearsay, suspicion, guesswork, innuendo, and supposition. So as much as people imagine they can say anything they want in an affidavit and sign it, and that, that's part of the affidavit, that is not a factual understanding of affidavit. The one and only fucking thing that is permissible in an affidavit is fact.
Now, we go from fact to relevance. Okay. Uh, you've all seen in courtroom dramas, you know, somebody says something, one of the attorneys, objection, your honor, relevance. So that principle is relevant in an affidavit in terms of the matter in which the affidavit is submitted. So for instance, let's say I got into a controversy with somebody. I offered, I provided them with a product or service and they did not pay me either in full or in part. So I bring a lawsuit against them. All right. We're going to keep this simple and streamlined so that we don't have to go with 28 U.S.C. 1332, the diversity clause. We're just going to say it happened within the state of Nevada. So as part of that process, the other side, the, the, whoever the principal is, the person we're holding accountable or responsible or has information relevant to the suit, submits an affidavit. All right, so we're looking down the thing and we get to like point six. And it says, the plaintiff, that'd be me, lives in a county with less than 40,000 people in it. Okay, so yeah, that's true. It's a fact. <laughs> but how many people live in my county would have absolutely no bearing on the fact that I'm claiming that party owes me the amount of money they did not pay under the terms of our agreement. Okay. The fact that I live in a county that has less than 40,000 residents is not relevant. Okay, so you see, there's a couple of things here. First of all, uh, an affidavit cannot contain Hearsay, we're going back to the original theme now, right? Hearsay is when you say what somebody else said, okay? Uh, the judge or an attorney sees that, okay. Um, I heard Mary Jo say, okay, that's out, okay. <laughs> There's very narrow exceptions for hearsay. They don't believe, they don't belong in testimony from the witness stand and they don't believe in, they don't belong in affidavit of fact, okay? So they immediately get tossed out unless it meets one of the very narrow exceptions. A statement that tends to indicate suspicion as opposed to simply stating a fact. Gone. Something that involves guesswork. I'm presuming that. Okay, gone. Innuendo. Well, it must mean this. Gone. Okay. <laughs> it's not part of an affidavit effect. Supposition. Okay. Well, I imagine that that means. Gone. Oh, and it can't include argument. Okay. There, there's no legal arguments made in affidavit of fact. They're like bullet points. Fact, 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 period. They are used by counsel to, to buttress or underlie counsel's argument. The argument is based on, in part or in whole, the facts in the affidavit. The affidavit cannot contain argument. Okay, so... It cannot contain argument, hearsay, suspicion, guesswork, innuendo, supposition, right? It's just a bullet list of facts that don't lead anyone to any conclusion. If there's a conclusion to be reached, that is part of the argument made by counsel. Okay, so why do I bring this all up? Because when I've been talking to people who are called Trump loyalists, okay, and I say, look, in all of these lawsuits, 54 of them, of, of which... With the exception of a handful, the Trump or his surrogates, people by, by surrogates, I mean people who brought suit in Trump's interest, even though they weren't Trump or the Trump campaign, okay? But they brought the suits in his interest. So in, there's been 54 lawsuits brought by Trump or surrogates. With the exception of a handful of those, which were dismissed out of hand, such as the Texas lawsuit uh, at the Supreme Court. With the exception of a handful of those, the majority, we'll call it, we'll just round it off and call it 45. The plaintiffs, that would be Trump or surrogate, have introduced no evidence. 
Now, when I raise that issue, the Trump loyalists scream about these affidavits that are out there by all these numerous people. They, they put a link up to it. Now, look at this, you dirty, rotten so-and-so. Here's the evidence right here in this affidavit. Okay, so what I find when I look at the affidavits is argument, hearsay, suspicion, guesswork, innuendo, and supposition. <laughs> exactly the things that are not supposed to be in an affidavit. So you can imagine, here's what happens. Um, whoever hires the attorney says, I'm going to provide you with 30 affidavits. The attorney's like, right, right on, cool, good. I can take that to court. I can use those to structure an argument. Let's, let's do this thing, okay? So then the attorney gets these 30 affidavits. And the attorney goes through it, and he or she is like, Are you fucking kidding me? I can't use this shit. Because it is argument, hearsay, supposition, guesswork, innuendo, supposition, with almost no fact. I know the attorneys have that reaction because when these affidavits are provided to me and I read down them, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to the people who have provided them, but it's like, uh, no, they're not viable affidavits of fact. They contain all this stuff, which is not permissible in an affidavit of fact. I'm sharing this in reference to the election and the uh, Trump claims of election fraud, because that's where it has become apparent to me Americans do not understand what affidavits of fact are supposed to be. Okay. Um, going back to the beginning, I think a lot of people, virtually everybody that I've seen on social media, simply believes you can write shit out and say whatever the fuck you want, sign it under penalty of perjury, I got an affidavit! No, it doesn't work that way. Huh? So affidavits have rules, is, is the point of this. And so when, when we move on here after January 6th, when it's all over and... Congress has certified all of the electoral votes as submitted by the states. And then we get to January 20th and Biden is sworn in as president of the United States. Once we get past that, I'm hoping that the, the message that people who view this video will take away from it is moving forward, going through the rest of 2021, 2022, 2023, 2024, and for the rest of your lives, you will understand that affidavits have rules and in order for an affidavit to be valid, in order for it to be useful, in order for it to be evidentiary, in order for it to have value, uh, those rules have to be followed. But I'm hoping once this, this moment of emotion and this crazy uh, passion for electoral fraud, as soon as that ebbs, I'm hoping that as people move forward from this, and calm down and start using their noodles, that in the future, no matter what the issue is, whether it's a civil suit you're involved in, whether you're considering a civil suit, whether there's some governmental thing in the future, at least you know how affidavits of fact really work.